faith-based experience on love. Bad. 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 Life-based experience on love. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. I am your host, Badass Jones, offering personal advice and life-based experience on love, sex, relationships, intimacy, with a little Jamaican flair. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. And, and I am... Um... I'm in, I'm in my quiet little corner, so I, I think we should be good for a while. Are you hiding from people? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You might have, you know, people looking for your people who are hunting you. So I just have to ask, you know? <laughs> yeah. Quarantine, quarantine, no, not yet, man. <laughs> Why you can't look for me? So we're going to try this again because our first attempt <laughs> didn't work out quite so good. Um, you know, we've gotten over the technical difficulties, but greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome. Bless up yourself, Pupu Party. I am your host, AJ Badass Jones. And of course, you know what this is, another episode of the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast. But before we get started and I introduce my guest and I let you know what we all going to be talking about today, um, just let you know where you can find me. You can hit me on my social media on uh, Instagram and Twitter at the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast. You can also follow me on my personal page, which is uh, badass underscore Jones underscore. I have a plethora of episodes that are streaming on Apple, iTunes, Anchor, Spotify. Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Castbox. There is also a YouTube channel by the same name, the Pum Pum Chronicles Pod. If you want to check out video recordings, um, if you want to send in any information, questions, content, or anything thereof, you can do it one of two ways. You can either email me at the Pum Chronicles at gmail.com or you can call the call in line and beg on a door, please. Don't call me on no personal foolishness. I don't want to date nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody personally about sex or nothing thereof. If you have something useful that you want to say to me or text me or anything like that, the number that you can reach me at is 320-270-1086. So, special, special guests. All my guests are special, but this is a special, special guest because this is a yadi. Somebody who is just like I. Well, the male version, I guess. Kind of a little bit of a smutist, but not really. Kind of a quiet person, but also not really. Anyhow, <laughs> I have with me today a t-shirt and a hoodie designer with a specialized Jamaican flair, entrepreneur and businessman, Mr. Jonathan Dancro. Jonathan Crow. What's going on? Wow. Um, first, let me just say... <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere with me. Everywhere. Thank you. That was that was really sweet. <laughs> that was really sweet. <laughs> um but there's definitely more to you. So, like, you know, can you like let my listeners know who you are and what it is that you do and how they can find you? Uh well, uh the easiest thing right now is IG. I think everybody is on or almost everybody is on IG. I'm on IG and Facebook at Mr. Jonathan Crow. Um, not just John Crow, but Mr. Jonathan Crow, because <laughs> oh, yeah, because you know I, I want it to be 
not too formal, but just enough so you know we have to give the brother him respect. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I want to explain because it's a, it's a play on words. So actually calling somebody a junk girl is disrespectful. But exactly. when you put the mystery in front of it, you back it up with a little bit of respect. Exactly. How? Exactly. As if to say, you know, um, I will give you what you give me. <laughs> so if you want to go with just Uncle, fine. <laughs> you know what you go get in return. And if you want to put the mist in front of me, I will give you all your respect as well. <laughs> That's how it plays out. Okay. Right, and out. and your brand, I don't want to like uh, trivialize your brand in, in saying that you're just a t-shirt and, and hoodie designer, but you know. let everybody know a little bit about your brand and what it is that you do. So um, our slogan or what we like to run with is first world flair with real yard style. Uh, okay. So we, so we, so we like, we like to present elements and bits of our culture with all the pizzazz that you would expect from the mainstream brands and we and we and we run with that Our, our our flagship product is the all caribbean emojis and so we've done a series of emojis that reflect elements of jamaican culture but as they are emojis and on t-shirts and hoodies they kind of it kind of elevates the concept of what a wifey is, what a matey is, what an empress is, what and so on and so bad forth. Girl, bad girl, that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> on my page, if any of you have seen, uh, there's a video where I'm dancing around in a t-shirt that has the, uh, uh, I think it's a red emoji with like big, yeah. pretty lips, and it says bad girl. That t-shirt is from um, Mr. Jonathan Crow and his brand. So definitely you want to check them out for sure. They've got a lot of very cool products and a lot of, you know, like you said, it's got a little bit of Jamaica, a little bit of Yadi flair, but, you know, definitely, definitely first world. We try. We try. We try. (laughs) Okay. So you have been kind enough to join me today to have a discussion sort of centered around Ah, the rumblings and the ramblings uh, in social media and just sort of the news and, and um, you know, celebrity lives about entanglements and what have you. But I also didn't want to that, that to necessarily be the focus because, you know, that's the, the hoopla and the hype of that has been dying down. But I thought it was important for us to have a conversation because you and I had spoken about, I know that it, it, it rubbed you in, in, a, in a way. Um, and, and interestingly enough, like I know quite a few men where, you know, the, the point and, and the discussion that was had between uh, Will and Jada when she brought herself to the red table, it rubbed a lot of men the wrong way and, and especially in the ways in which she tried to trivialize it. So um, we are here today to have a discussion that stems from that recent relationship conversation. Uh, so initially it was brought forth by August Alcina, um, you know, basically outing the fact that he and Jada had an intimate relationship or that they were in a relationship for a period of time a number of years ago and um the smiths of course had stayed quiet until they couldn't stay quiet anymore and you know people were dragging them left right and center and dragging jada left right and center and you know basically saying that will was kind of sitting in the background and so they brought themselves well she brought herself to the red table and he was the host of that um so the interesting part of this whole fiasco is that at some point august alcina was under the care of the smiths smiths due to 
um, mental, emotional, and physical health reasons. And he had forged a relationship, a close relationship with them, especially with their son. Um, and at some point thereafter, things became un unstable between the Smiths. They went through a separation period. And during that period, Jada turned to August for whatever she needed. <laughs> um, you know, and, and they had a sexual and emotional uh, relationship. And, you know, he was in love with her. And then whatever happened, I guess her and, and Will reconciled and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so that's that's the basis of the discussion that we're we're going to be having. But the broader discussion is talking about women in positions of power and how they can take advantage of their power. Right. Okay. Um, so 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 a couple of things for context, right? Context yeah. is important. All right. So and in any good situation, there is a good side, a bad side, good intentions and bad intentions, right? Um, one of the things that I've heard people ask is how did millionaires, multimillionaires, hundred times over, Will and Jada even get in touch and connected with August? It sounds predatory. Right. Um, but to their credit, Will basically signed and put Nick Cannon mid, uh, uh, to mainstream. Will's endorsement of Nick Cannon is what helped him get started or moved him to the next level. This is as far back as the 90s. So to their credit, they seem to have um, been mentoring people from the community, from the black community, who are on the come up or on the verge. So we give them credit for that. Beyond that, the thing that really, really stuck in my craw is the um, the helping him heal part of it. Right. And, and okay. Takes... So, so, sorry. So before we before we go that so uh, the the connection between August Alcina and the Smiths are um, so Willow and Jaden were performing at some event. August came there to support because he's friends with Jaden. Um, and then Jaden, August, and Jada, because she would go to their events, started spending more time together. And then at some point, August, they recognized that August was really sick and didn't really have parental supervision when he was about 24, 25, maybe 26. And so they took him in to care for, to help care for his mental health. So when you were saying that they they um, they help people or they help to mentor people from the community, that's the mentoring part. They they brought right. him into their home to take care of it. Okay, go ahead. right. And it and it's, it has been more than one person, right? Yeah. Um. And 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 further to the point, I, I believe August's brother was killed. Okay. So th that is more of his backstory. The thing, though, and 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 I suppose this would be no my backstory. I come from a family where um, my grandmother and my mother are have worked in psychiatry for both of them in excess of 40 years. So when the minute they said helping him heal, it it, it just it was a slap in the face for me. And yeah, I, again, trigger. I, I, I don't know these people. I don't personally, I work. Before before I started my t-shirt my t-shirt business, 
I work in entertainment, so I understand PR, I understand spin, I understand the value of a good PR person telling you that you need to spin it this particular way. Mm-hmm. But the minute that line was said, it, that was a trigger for me. It it whatever your good intentions are before if you're using that as a means of dismissing the person and therefore saying what they had to say has no value yes it it reflects the behavior of powerful male ceo saying of course i didn't abuse my secretary why would i it reflects the behavior of Donald Trump for argument's sake when he when his accusers comes come forward and he says her look at her it is dismissive along the same lines in my if not worse because you're saying that this person was otherwise incapacitated when and everything so do you think then sort of like as a starting point that she was entirely aware okay because i feel like these kind of things happen right with whether it's a young man to an older woman or a young woman to an older man there is um and we'll get into a little bit later but that that um you're looking for that mother figure or that father figure and then because you're of an age where you're sexually aware because you're of an age where you're more mature you feel like you can forge a relationship with this person and 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 you know for whatever the ins and outs of it are you know august at some point fell in love with jada and i don't know like okay so august at some point fell in love with jada he emulate, you know, he, he revered her. She was a good woman, you know, the way that she dealt with her children, the way that she was supportive, the, the love that she returned in, to him. And as you said, helping him to heal and who knows what that consisted of. Um, but at some point, you know, in her turning to him when things did not weren't working out with Will, do you think that she took advantage of the fact that she knew he loved her? Um, yes. Uh, but let me explain. So yes, okay. she did, whether knowingly or unknowingly. Once you paint it in in mental terms, right? It it becomes that. I'm not right. saying I'm not saying that her intentions initially weren't good. Until <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I'm. I, I, I don't, I don't mean to make fun or light of it, but until the other 10 people come forward to put her in a Me Too category, like all the others, her, right. her intentions may have been good. Everything might have been following the right path up until the moment where it first happens. If you nip it in the bud then, it's a different thing. But if it continues to the point where August is in love and assuming that we are going to be together at some point, then yeah, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Right, because even when you look at social media, there there are pictures that I, you know, because I, I was trying to do like some background research and, and, and sort of try to get like, you know, a, 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 a more dug down version of what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And even looking at pictures on social media, you know, you see the transition of their relationship. 
So it's yeah. like there are events that, you know, Jada is going to to support her young people where it's she and August who are attending together, not right. her and Will. And when you look at their posture, when you look at the closeness, when you look at the way that he grips her around her waist, the way that she leans in, like body language is everything. And when you look at the, those, you know, the, those those finite details of the way that they were engaged with one another, even just in taking pictures, it was very clear that there was something else going on other than her mentoring or helping him heal. But to your point of, you know, saying that once you men mention that someone had mental health issues, it definitely becomes a conflict of interest when you know that that person is mentally unwell and emotionally unwell. And you are now involved in an, a more intimate relationship with this person because they're vulnerable. Indeed. And, and I have to wonder also now what, how, how did she justify it along the way? Right. So, you know, in my mind, when I think of like, so I have these weird scenarios where I'm thinking where, you know, he's having a, 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 an emotional meltdown. He's, he's thinking about his brother. He's thinking about all these things. And he goes to her and she embraces him because he's crying. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know that this is something that's happening, but this is a scenario in my head. So he goes to her and she embraces him because he's crying and she, you know, she rubs his head and she tells him it's going to be okay. And she talks him through it and all this kind of stuff. And then the next time he has an emotional break, he goes to her. Now they're sitting on the couch and he lays her head in his head in her lap. And now she's stroking his head and moving his back and telling him it's going to be okay. And then the next time he has an emotional, you, you see where I'm going with this? It's like, you can right. almost see those things unfolding because this is happening in your house and nobody but you guys actually know how deeply intimate you were before it became something where you're no longer with your husband. There is a break between the two of you and you needed to feel good the way that you made August feel good. So now you're going to turn to him for some reciprocity. Right. I, 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 I'm glad that you, 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 you painted it with the breakup in mind because in, in all of this, I blame Will. Really? I do. Oh my I really, gosh. I really okay, do. Okay, tell me why. I feel like people are going to come for you right now, but tell me why. Sure. And I, so three points. There have been a number of, there have been a number of rumors about them as a family, about Will over the years. And when they responded to this one, I knew something was up and I knew something was different because they've never responded to any of the ones before. That's one. Yes. Two, mm -hmm. what grown man is okay with a 24-year-old who's not a family member moving into his house? <sighs> I, I, I am okay with, we can see you every Tuesday, every Thursday, every <laughs> Saturday, come over for brunch on Sunday and stay till Sunday right. dinner. But moving into the house where my teenage daughter is and my son is. Oh, oh right, 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 right. Well, regardless of where my relationship with the wife is. The, right. Having having you over all the time. Great. I I'm sitting on about five hundred million dollars. I'll rent you a place across town. <laughs> <laughs> and I will, I will 
do the security system so that you know they can check when you come in and when you come out and you can come over on those given days but moving you into i don't care how free the west wing is and we're always on the right. east wing and i don't care that the beach house the pool house has a second story moving you <laughs> into the house and right. then my third point my third point is and i know they have they were going through their issues and so on but when your wife says i just wanted to feel good and i hadn't felt good for a long time that is heavy that is yeah heavy. it also yeah. it also paints it's one th- it, it it paints the picture of the re- their relationship falling apart or being in a bad place but it also paints the picture of you not allowing her to go out there and find her happiness elsewhere okay so hold on so but he's always stated or from what i've heard he's always acknowledged that her happiness is not his responsibility the I, same I way that. that his happiness, right so and he says the same like his he, his happiness is not her responsibility it is our individual responsibility to find and make our own happiness and then come together and bring bring that together as a family that, and, and that's that is, you know so that is a good and point, valid point right but then but then you're you are you contradicting yourself and saying that almost somehow it was his responsibility that when she stated that to take care like take care of home and to make sure that she was okay no 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 her happiness or my happiness and my partner's happiness we are i am in control of my happiness she's in control of her happiness but if we are to get if we are together to the point where we have teenage children and we are mm-hmm. still in the same house and you can say you haven't felt good for a long time that's specifically Jada's quote i just wanted to feel yes. good and you can say you haven't felt good for a long time i i i think that is his fault really Yeah because he he should have at some point along the way made a meal of one of the kids birthday to the degree where mom was included and <laughs> hit some of that note I I'm not and I, 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 feeling good is not sexual is not purely sexual but how she right. said, how she said it how it came across there was just so much pain and ongoing sadness just it just sounded like a long timeline of sadness and being down and it's like how do you cohabitate with somebody and not have a moment of feeling good to be here so i can say from from experience that you know a lot of times when we get into relationships where we are young people when we get into these relationships because i think they were in their mid 20s mid 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 yeah i think they were like mid 20s or so yeah mid 20s when they got together because their kids are like what 19 20 20 or something like that right now just about yeah um right so when you get into relationships when you're a young adult and you feel like you know everything and you feel like you're grown and you're bossy with yourself because you have things you know and you start a family <laughs> what ends up happening and for me was that th- my children's father and i 
we grew up and grew apart. The more that we learned about ourselves individually and what we wanted individually out of life, we found that the things that connected us when we were younger, when we were in our early 20s, were very different than when we were in our late 20s going into our 30s. And the compatibility that we had when I was, you know, 20 going on 21 was not the same as when I was 29 hitting 30. It was very different. So from that perspective, I can understand how you can stay in a relationship for a long period of time and no longer have anything in common with the person other than your children. You kind of make it the best that you can and do the best that you can with it. Um, I think part of their issue too is that their lives became so much more public when Will discovered social media. Mm. Because for a very long time, he didn't have social media. He wasn't interested. And then when he found social media, like every aspect, almost every aspect of his life became public awareness. Right. He was going bungee jumping. He was filming his kids when they didn't want to be filmed. He was filming parts of his house when people in the house didn't want, you know, and, right. and, and that kind of thing. So it's like you're putting exposure to, to things that, that people don't want exposed. And so you're almost putting pain to things that people want to remain private. And so right. now you're forcing people around you to put on this facade like everything is great because you've now made our lives that much more public. Because if you remember, there was a period of time where you never really heard about the Smiths. Like you'd see them from time to time, but you never really heard nothing about them. Fair enough. A and again, I blame Will. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Can I just make your point for you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me run with it. Now, okay. obviously there's a part of him and a part of who he is that we don't know. The rumor yeah. mill is filled with sinister oh. stories about him and how controlling he is. But, yeah. as far, but as far back as when he first became famous, if you look at that footage and Fresh Prince and everything coming up, there is a lighthearted comedic side to him. And if you, if, if that element is true and it's been there for so long that I, I, I want to believe that a part of that is true, he still created that environment where people think of him as fun, humorous, good to be around. And somebody in his house says they don't feel good. Right. The, right. the other right. side of it too is in competing with his social media she started her social media yes. and and gave birth to red table talks where she was i have my thing together therefore i can discuss you and give you guidance on so when this fell into the public sphere it's like how come you talking all this sweet shit when mm -hmm. <laughs> your stuff isn't together it all right. goes back <laughs> to Will. <laughs> I'm right. sorry. And, 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 I, and I'm a there, fan of his. I'm not knocking him. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his and I respect everything he's been able to accomplish. But it kind of kind of does. I think part of the problem too is that, that they sad. never... I'm sorry, which is also sad because in this... As out of all of this, he comes out looking a little rosy, like I didn't do anything wrong and all this wrong was done unto me, which is, which is weird. 
Well, so like in, in again, so in doing in doing research and, and going back and looking at Twitter tweets and what have you, you know, there's always been this quiet accusation that he has women or he's had extramarital affairs or, you know, there was a point where they came forward and they said, well, you know, um, I'm free to do whatever I want. He's free to do whatever he wants because we're secure in who we are and we know what we're doing. And it wasn't a, a necessarily an admission to them having, you know, this this kind of free lifestyle. But then you see pictures of Will and, and Margot, Margot Robbie from um, uh, Suicide Squad, the, the white lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're very cozy and, and, and the pictures are very intimate. You know, there is a, a clip where Margot Robbie is on a show and she says there's a question that she can't answer. She can't state what the question is, but her answer is Will Smith. And so the, the penance for the question is that you have to drink some sort of this, this substance, which is really gross. And she chooses to drink the substance rather than revealing the question. But she definitively and unequivocally made it known that the answer to that question, albeit she couldn't say what the question was, her was answer was. I, I, right. And fair enough. But again, my, my time working around entertainment is helps me to accept that. There is a value to creating the mystery and putting that mystery helps them to mention your name a thousand more times and puts you right. on a clear paper that elevates your value. So. But I think a lot of people didn't really have much of an, an issue with whatever they thought was going on because it was always presented in this way that the Smiths had this open type of relationship. And so when you look at some of the things that have been said and passed by both of them and, and, the, and then the two of them, sorry, both of them individually and then the two of them collectively, there was always like this kind of mystery around whether or not they actually had an open relationship. And so when August came out stating that he had this relationship, this intimate relationship where, you know, not an entanglement, but a relationship with Jada, mm -hmm. It's like, because the Smith didn't say anything for such a long time, people chalked it up to, okay, well, you know, um, two things that nobody was really surprised because the Smiths have an open relationship. And then the second thing is that August broke the code where you don't talk, you know, you don't kiss and tell, you don't fuck and chat. Right. right, right and right. he did. Yeah. So you because know, really before, before my next entit entanglement, I'm going to get them to sign the NDA. <laughs> but that's the whole thing because had August not said anything, people would still just continue to assume that the Smiths have an open relationship and everything is good between them. Because think about right. it, prior to this, you never really heard no chattings about them in any way, shape, or form. And the right. fact that they had to come to the red table to defend, and, and it's not so much they came to defend themselves. They came to defend their relationship. And they then were put in a position of having to talk about parts of their relationship that they felt was nobody's business because they were dealing with it quietly. Right. I, 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 it turned the spotlight on everybody. Right. And it goes to my earlier point of where I said, you know, there have been, there have been a number of rumors and statements and this one, what, there was definitely something to it because they addressed it, even in the denial. Yes. Because there was a denial before the time at the table. Even in the denial, yeah. the public denial, you knew there was something so, different here because they yeah. didn't say anything before. I, I, again, I understand the value of spin, but I think that their PR and that move was a failure. 
Right. It was a failure. So, so because they, they, okay. So there was an agreement that they would take August into their home or however that unfolded. He was first and foremost, a friend of Jaden's and they felt badly for him. So they thought that they could provide him with some sort of care and mental and emotional support. So there's an agreement between the two of them to, to bring him into the home. But it then seems that his care fell more so to Jada, whether it fell to her or she took that as a personal responsibility, caring for him became her thing, which led to their relationship. She clearly is in a position of power because she's the more stable. She is acting as a mother figure. She is acting as a support to him. And as you said, when people have mental health issues, those are not people that you're supposed to be troubling or playing around with in any way, shape or form. Okay. So do you, do we take for granted that women in a position of power and the position that they hold in terms of the relationships with younger men or men who are in their charge or, or, or even a young lady who's in their charge, do we take for granted that these women will at some point maybe abuse their power or take advantage of their power in some sort of way? Um, you know, whether they're responsible for someone's emotional wellness, whether it's employment, whether it's education or, or you know, um, helping them to get a leg up, like you said, like they did with the cannon and helping him to get, get a start. Uh, well, so <laughs> here is where I'm going to defend Jada if I can. Um, I think, I think that she was doing everything that comes with the maternal instinct. The trippy, a trippy thing about this is that is that I think August looks a little like Jaden, which is another weird element of all of this. Anyway, I think she was doing everything within the maternal instinct, taking care of her cub and her cub's friend. I think something right. happened. I think the mistake is is where something happened and they rationalized allowing it to continue to happen. As far as women in power, uh, I think it's more, it's not just women in power. I think it's people in power. Right. I think there is just that. And again, you know, there is the, whether you let it get away from you intentionally or whether it was, it happened accidentally, if I could say that. Somebody's going to be upset with me saying it that way, but forgive yeah, me. He slipped and fell, or she slipped and fell. She slipped and fell. But mm-hmm. there, there, there is, out of every hundred people, there is a person who has a sixth toe. <laughs> out of every hundred people in power, there's a person who is going to make that mistake. Or something to that effect. I don't think it's specifically women or men. You know, there are there are successful CEOs who are men. There are successful men in the film industry, I believe, who aren't Harvey Weinstein. There are successful and powerful women who have taken people into their houses and mentored them and helped them to get to the next level without excuse me getting entangled i I just think you know it it is unfortunate i hope that you know the family will be able to heal and find themselves i hope that august will be able to come out better for it 
but it is unfortunate that it happened but i do think though that once you say the person was in a place of mental instability which is what they're trying to suggest then you are in fact taking advantage of said person whether you meant to or not and so okay so i wanted to ask are we more forgiving then of women because of the maternal instinct? Like, do we say to ourselves more so as a society that, well, she, you know, she was, she was, she was a, like a mother to him, you know, she treated him like one of her kids. And so, you know, you could cut, and, and like you said, you know, no. uh, August resembles one of her, 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 August resembles her children. No. And so, you know, maybe he just got out of hand versus no. if it was a man, who, you know, had allowed a young lady to come into the home with him and his wife, and he ended up in an entanglement with the young lady. And then Absolutely. we vilify the men say, well, but are we are we more forgiving as a society because of the women? I I think we are, but we shouldn't be. I I, I just I, I honestly believe, and I think this is where our first discussion on this started. If it was Willow's friend, as in a girl, and Will yes. as in Will Smith. Yeah. I don't. I don't think the conversation would have died down. I think there would be a search. Oh, he would have got drunk. But right, there would be a search ongoing even now for other people who he had yes. done stuff to, and yeah. movie deals would be up in the air and falling into the trash. I yes, we are forgiving towards women. We, that's just one of the things of society as it is right now, but. The line between Mary Poppins and Predator, once you've crossed it, you have crossed it. Right. Regardless of your gender. Yeah. Regar- regardless of your, well, Mary Poppins as in, you know, maternal and taking care of children. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I get it. <laughs> but, but yes. But yes, she, she, again, so, and I think this is important to say, I am all for the cougar and young man relationship i i support that i think that i think that in a way young man as in adult (laughs) of good good legal age should probably date an older woman because the respect and the balance that he would have for an older more accomplished further ahead in life woman than a contemporary would give a good, well-intentioned young man an opportunity to understand, to listen in a way that he wouldn't listen to some little young girl who is the same age as him. Right. Would give him an opportunity to pay attention and learn things that men should know about how to take care of women, how to interact with women properly, what a woman's needs might really be. I think that kind of relationship opens up an opportunity for men to learn that but in the context of <laughs> once you paint it <laughs> with that mental health brush yes it's yes. South. you're just going south yes because then it becomes an advantageous situation where because you are older because you've had more life experience because you have the maternal instinct and the maternal aspects because you are a caregiver because you are providing support because you are providing love because you are providing all of these things it's no longer a, it's no longer a situation where you have an option to date 
this young man. Because he is in your care and because he is mentally unwell. And when you state that up front, it is a violation. Period. And I I don't I don't understand how to the Smiths now, how two adults say (laughs) sit at a table with cameras going and say, This young guy, we were taking care of him. He was unwell and something physical started to happen. It's predatory. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but... And I blame Will because how do you let your wife say that and then put it out into the universe? I blame Will. (laughs) You know what I I equated to in a really... And maybe this is far-reaching, but I equated Um, to a man... A man that... So a man marries a woman who has um, a daughter who is a young adult. Mm -hmm. And he sees her every day. She thinks of him as a dad, doesn't think of him anything other than that. And he starts to look at her as a woman, not as his daughter. But for him, the way that he justifies it in his mind, well, she's not physically mine. I'm not her biological father. Me never help the creator. Right. She never come out in my, you know what I mean? So she's she's not mine. So it's okay if I look. No. Once there, she there, is in your care and under your charge, exactly. th- th- when you cross that line, it's a violation. Period. There are a number of instances like this in the entertainment industry as well. So even uh famous director Woody Allen, I believe. Woody Allen. <laughs> yes. Married his he stepdaughter. Right. So Woody Allen and Mia Farrow were married. They adopted a young Vietnamese girl. She grew up in their home under their roof. And somehow he decided at some point when she became a young adult that it was okay to be in a relationship with her. Divorced Mia Farrow and married his adopted daughter. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. And the legal argument is she's not biologically mine. So when you when you revoke the, the, the parents aspect, it, now granted, I, I well, regardless, I think that Mia Farrow had actually adopted her, but regardless, she grew up in your home as your stepdaughter. Exactly. It it it's it's weird. I mean, again, I'm gonna defend Jada. No, it's a, it's a different kind of word, but Jada's word is a shadow of that different kind of word, and I agree with you. It it is, it is wrong. <laughs> it is wrong. But how how are you defending her then if it's wrong? Like it just no, no 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 I'm not I'm not I'm not defending her as in to say she was justified. I'm just saying on the scale of weird to ten, Woody's a bit wrong <laughs> and Jada, but it is a shadow of the same weird. It's on the same scale. I just I feel like this. And 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 this is because I have young adults. Mm-hmm. They're it's a line in the sand. And and I say that because, okay, so my daughter has told me on occasion that some of her friends have said, whether in jest or not, you know, your mom's hot, I would date your mom. She is, though. And I've <laughs> Right. And I've told her, they can friend them, nobody try. Because they're going to get embarrassed and they're going to get... I said, to me, one, those are your friends. Period. 
Two, to me, from there, your friends, and I see you as a little girl, no matter how old you get, they are little boys to me. Oh. That could never happen. You know, I could be a fantasy all day long for them, but there is a, it's not even a fucking line in the sand. It's, it's the Grand Canyon. It, the divide is that wide. They are your friends. There, there is nothing. It's not an on limit, off limit or nothing. It's not even a, it's not a consideration. No time. No time in a life. Right. I, and, and, and I agree with you. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. The, the thing about, August looking like Jaden is a thing for me. And I think that Jada is an attractive woman. If she needed a tenderoni, there are so I many know. out there where she could have gone. She could have gone shopping. This friggin' man said tenderoni. Really? The line really? would have been around the block. If she needed to get her groove back, the line would have been around the block. But you know what? Some things, some things are easier when they're in your house. But uh, because when which, you're which, your house, which now, which now, it, and it's so funny that I, I, I circled to this. I was having a similar a conversation about something totally different. But one stupid decision can put everything mm. you've ever done into question. Everybody that they've ever mentored. Rough months for them, with the canon, but canon included comes into question, and it's just like everybody that they've ever brought to the red table to have a discussion with, everybody that she's ever looked at and side eyed or chastised or berated or tried to talk about like she's better than them. Look at when she brought Snoop Dogg to the table to talk about, oh, you know, you shouldn't be talking about women like that, and it made me feel this, that, and the third. Nah, you don't get to talk to nobody about their transgressions when you have dirt buried underneath your house. Seriously? Dirt, dirt solid enough to lie about and say, no, it didn't happen. Until you had to come forward and say, okay, yes, it did happen. But with entanglement, your husband had to push you to say entanglement? What, what, you get tied up with string? What's an entanglement? You get tied up with here? What's an entanglement? It was a relationship. And I, I think that that part is the part that made made it into the great big issue that it became, which is also why I said their PR move there was a big failure. Big failure. Not just the phrase entitlement that spawned a million memes, but just the whole red table talk was a big failure in my mind. So question completely unrelated. Was August wrong for putting it out there? Um, I, so culturally, as a yardman, I, I, I have to say yes. But there are, in terms of the, in terms of the the mainstream American culture, it seems like if you look at you know, Takashi. And, and 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 even game before him, game did a similar thing. It seems like the way that artists want to come up now. But you know, snitch. I, yeah, snitch first and drop an album. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I can't believe that he dropped a single called Entanglement. I mean, <laughs> <Red Eye>. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a, I, I mean, and I'm not knocking him. It's a, it's a decent song. It's just why that title, you know? So I have a question though, because I, I haven't listened to it and I actually didn't re- like, I, I realized that that's the, did she title the song that before this whole thing came out or did he title it after she said the word entanglement? No, no, no. Does no, anybody no. know? He, he came out with the song entanglement after she said that. So I, I believe that they put that together after the fact. Yeah, he was, he, he was hurt. And, and funny enough, there. Okay, so again, in doing my research, there is a, and I, I don't remember what the name of the song is. I, I should have wrote, wrote it down, but it's, it's like a two and a half minute video where the video seems to be addressed to Jada after things fell apart between him and Jada, because when you look at it, it it's it's like a chat. Um, it's showing a, a a text conversation between two people. And the name of the person, the woman that's being spoken to, happens to have Jada Pinkett's middle name. Hmm. Um, I can't uh, I can't remember what the the middle name is. But the person that's being texted, and then so the, the 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 guy is asking like, you know, what's or somebody's asking like, what's going on? Why aren't you talking to me anymore? Why are you ignoring me? And then the person's like, oh, I seen you with your new whoever, whatever. And so they're having this back and forth. And interestingly enough, as the video goes on. The, the person uses a gif and the gif happens to be jada pinkett smith right i i, I mean i would do that too if i was him i would do that too it's it's a it's a sweet in the in the context of a boyfriend and girlfriend situation if you separate that from everything else it's a sweet right. coded message within my creative work that says i'm still thinking about you that is that is that in and of itself is a sweet gesture if you pull away from that to you know entanglement and at that point probably will is trying to work his way back in that's when it gets messy (laughs) right but i i could i could see how he would do that i would do that i would totally do that so I know we had touched base before when I, I had asked about if we excuse the behaviors of women more so who are in positions of power than we do men. And, you know, for whatever the reasons are, it is. It's like people people take a, a less harsh stance for whatever reason. So when I think of examples, I think about the fact that Cardi B talked about, you know, going to hotels when she was a stripper and setting up men and robbing them. And like nobody, you know, the response was, you know, girls got to do what she got to do. Girls got to get her bag. However, she gets it. You know, that's what women have to do. It's okay. And then I think on the flip side of that, if it was a male entertainer and he had brought a woman to the hotel and drugged her and robbed her, he'd want to jail. Then I look at you know this situation, you know, Jada has very clearly, and I'm going to state that for the Jada took advantage of this young man. I don't care what nobody has to say. She took advantage of her motherly position in his life, whether she's his mother or not. She took advantage of their friendship and the fact that he became dependent on her and on them. She took advantage of his mental state. She took advantage of his emotional state. She took advantage of him, period. Right. But people aren't really going to say that that's the thing that's happened, you know, and you and I had talked about before, like if this were a reverse situation where it was men doing this to women, me too, the me too movement would have come for everybody and their mama. 
They would have come for everybody, right? And, you know, part of it, was what, another thing that we were talking about, just sort of women in positions of power and how they are allowed more so to skate on things we were talking about Ellen DeGeneres and the 36 members of her staff claiming sexual harassment. And basically, Ellen is trying to say, well, she didn't know any of that was going on. This is a woman who is entrenched in her talk show, entrenched in her business. She knows everything that's going on in the world of social media from who's doing what. For, but she didn't know that people were being sexually harassed on her staff. Yeah, I... I, I... And, and not to make stories, but... It just kind of brings it back to, are we are we more lenient on women who are in positions of power than we are with men? And why that is? Uh, I I think that we are. I, I'm not, I, I think that there, there is, there is an obvious struggle that women go through to get to the top to get to a place of power i think some way in even traditions where we refer to women as the fairer sex and more genteel that that comes back around in the payback where they they are excused in some way under this particular umbrella It, it it just is it is in the same way that you know, um, men are assumed guilty. Right. Women are assumed innocent in this context. The the the, the statistics might not back it up, I, but people haven't come forward, and until pe- more people come forward, it is it, the numbers suggest men are more likely to be the one, and so there will be a shadow of a doubt when it comes to a woman so it, it do you feel like there's any sort of so in this particular situation in respect to Ellen? jada and August, oh. is there is there recourse for him or is this one of those you have to suck it up you're a guy you got to fuck jada pinkett smith you got to be in a relationship with jada pinkett smith uh. he had um, I, because I, I feel like that's the, the overall story. I feel like that's the overall tone or the overall message that we give to young men who feel like they've been violated in, in some sort of way. So just to push that a little bit further. So I was doing some research and I came across a description of a man talking about his relationship with an older woman who he felt, he felt the woman had taken advantage of him because she knew that he was vulnerable. She knew that he was emotionally needy and he was mentally unwell. And he, he termed it that she was an emotional rapist. Mm. I, I, I like that phrase. It's it's heavy. So, it, again, you, you ask really good questions. So this question is, needs another three-part <laughs> answer. So typically, <laughs> typically, a young man who has been violated by an older woman should have recourse. Yes. He justice should be on his side. The investigation should follow a particular order, and so on. August and Jada, I think that the way in which August has turned the situation into money 
even though there might be some emotional damage that he's not willing to put on the front on the table or speak up about up front he has voided his claim to that recourse in the way that he's now put out a song where everybody knows who he's talking mm-hmm. about and but he's mm-hmm. actually worded the song so that lawyers can't come for him mm. i i mm. There is there is a mental manipulation on his end to profit off of the situation, I, and I'm, I'm I'm not trying to blame the victim. I'm just saying in that situation, maybe he has voided maybe, his claim. But maybe that's him reclaiming his power. Because to me, I take that as you know what you fucked me, now I'm gonna fuck you better. I I, I get you. I, I I'm I'm reclaiming his power is the interview speaking his truth right taking taking it to a next level where you're now at you know a million streams because everybody wants to hear your side of the story and you're cashing in Mm -hmm. that might be something beyond what explain what you mean by that so now now that he's profiting financially off of his song about the incident and the situation that might be where he's gone beyond taking back his power and in in now having this financial benefit off of the situation he is he has potentially voided his his claim to a recourse okay so let me play devil's advocate sure because he has no recourse is this his punishment and her penance because she denied him she denied him and in denying him rejected his love rejected the idea that they could ever even be involved in any type of relationship she humiliated him to some degree or other even by calling it an entanglement until her husband clarified or forced her to I, so okay so let me let me be very let me be very I, I and i hope this doesn't divide the audience but let me be very specific about an example. A lot of people have a problem with the uh, angel because they think that because she left Bounty, she shouldn't have dated Beanie Man. You're going to lose a lot of the audience. Okay. <laughs> it's not a divide. You're going to lose because people are going to uh, okay. be like, who's the angel? Let, let, let me, okay, let me say it this way. Let me say it this way. You know why... You know why girl, why women socialites tend to, if Beyonce and Jay-Z were to break up, who would Beyonce date? Would Herself, date? because there's nobody on her level. But it, that's, that's, that's exactly it. She wouldn't date little, little whoever who is a rapper who just broke last week. She right. more than likely, and I'm not saying this is happening, but she more than likely would date Puff. Right. Because he's a little bit more on her level. A little he's, bit. And, and kind of Jay-Z equivalent. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but yeah, I get you. I, 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 get I don't, you. Mean, I don't <laughs> mean talent. I mean purse. I don't mean right. talent. Yes, in purse. Um, and, and the lifestyle that she's accustomed to. Right. And I'm not for one second saying that Beyonce can't create her own universe and have her own lifestyle on her own that's not what i'm trying to get at. Universe, what are you talking right about? <laughs> right but in the same way 
whatever was happening with Jada and August was not going to be something permanent because if she was going to jump the wheel ship, she would have jumped to whoever, to uh, Idris Elba. <laughs> right. Or a Denzel right. Washington. Or not saying that these people are available. It wasn't going to be August. So I think in that way... I have to or disagree it's more, it, it, it's more punishment for him than, than for her. The, you know what I have to the thing is of, I feel like she's so dominant that she would date someone like August. I I don't I don't think so. Really? I don't think but so. But you know why I say that? I say that solely hmm. based on the conversation that they had at the red table and the way that she was so smug about her answers. Like when you looked at, at Will's face, Will looked like he just done finished balling in other people them bathroom and washed his face and splashed some cold water on his face and collected himself and came and sat down. She sat there smug. Smug. I, I think that, and this is where, and I'm not saying she's a predator, but this is where her, dismiss- her dismissive tone in that whole setup is a reflection of her stance on we were helping him so he can't be serious about his accusations i'm dismissing him in the same way that like i said before donald trump dismisses an accuser it wasn't smug at will it was smug no no it it was smug towards august even trying to suggest that this was something nice Come, you and I have to come. We're gonna have to fight on this one. Okay. There's a point in the interview where she said, "He will can't give me permission for anything." I'm paraphrasing because me and me alone govern myself, and me and me alone give myself permission. Will can't give me permission for nothing. And the look on her face. Yeah. Come. No, no. That that is all well and fine. That is. The conversation that happened before, why will why will look like he was crying, where he says, <laughs> "How could you have done this? Look at how stupid we look to the world." And she and she says, "Dude, you've been doing this for however long, and I haven't said or done anything. I let you but have the different fun. And the one time I have my fun, I don't even think it's about the fact that she did what she did. I think it's about the fact that she couldn't control." Her, her side piece because whatever will is doing there is no bitch on the planet that's gonna come forward and say yes me and will did that and we had this entanglement from this time to there's no woman that's going to come forward ever in life and say nothing especially after this event exactly. i don't think so mad that she did what she did i think it's a slap in the face because she wasn't able to control the situation and it, it, it put them in the spotlight and and shine a whole bag of embarrassment on him right and if you, if you look at the accusers and all of the situations they're always inter- entertainment industry people and and big willy the biggest star <laughs> in the world the don of all dons in in media and i mean platinum albums diamond albums million dollar movies billion dollar industry one phone call and your career is done so you're right right whoever is the 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 
the female suitor, she knows that if she she still has aspirations of being a starlet, anything, anything, mm-hmm. he can end that with one phone call, and she's behaving. Jada, right. the the minute <laughs> the minute that August allowed himself to believe that he was on Will's level, to believe that it would go on beyond the fling, right. And that's why he thought he was now empowered to say something out loud. Right. And that's and that's where all the, the, the problems arise. I just I, I feel overall there. I, I feel I feel overall that as much as much as this doesn't happen as frequently with women who are in positions of power, it by far happens more often with men. There has to be the same level of, let's say, persecution, regardless of the gender. It needs to become a person thing and not just a witch hunt against men who do this against women. We can't go around absolving women of their responsibility in these situations, especially when someone is mentally unwell, especially when someone is in your care, especially when you are providing motherly counsel, knowingly providing motherly and parentally counsel, parental type counsel to an individual. You know, these things can't be so easily brushed under the carpet and and excused. And it's interesting because, you know, initially when you and I talked about this, I I didn't want the focus to so much be the entanglement, you know, for it to be this type of broader discussion that we're having about, you know, women who are in positions of power, women who, who, you know, because honestly, when you think about these situations that happen, it's, it's usually women who are providing some sort of care to a young man and oftentimes a, a young woman that take advantage of that role. Right. And, and you don't really hear it so much as in as a woman who is a CEO of a company, it's usually around mental health and emotional wellness is when it happens with women. And and we shouldn't be so dismissive about it. That is true. And, and especially I, as a young man, it should never be, oh, well, you know, he got to fuck Jada Pinkett, so he should be happy. Oh, he's a young man. He needs to toughen up. Oh, he's a young man. What's he claiming about? He got to bang a cougar. Oh, he's a young man. He should take that as a notch in his belt. No, he's a young man who is mentally and emotionally unwell. And a woman who was his caregiver, who entrusted herself to be that, took advantage of his love for her. Period. You're absolutely right. And this is where that phrase you referenced earlier comes in, emotionally raped or or mentally raped. There is power in that statement. And I think it's a good statement. I think that we need to get to a place where there is no caveat. There is no, it was a woman, it was a man. It, the victim is the victim. And we need to figure out how do we help the victim move forward, find justice, come to peace with what happened uh, and somehow come out on the other side of it a better person. But But we're a far way away from somebody going into a police station and saying, Beyonce raped me and I want to press charges. He would be left to scorn. 
Right. And it's funny, as you're saying that, I just chuckled and I realized Jones, like, yeah. But it, but it, but it is the real, and of course, Beyonce did not do that. It's just a random, wild, out of the park example. But there is, there, the, the thing is that as women gain in power, gain in stature, they also gain in desirability. And so right. the, the question of how could you not enjoy it grows. Right. And I think that is where, that is this, the line that divides men in power from women in power. And, right. un- and until we can eliminate that line, we will always have the one, the men that don't come forward to the men who are perplexed by what happened and not sure if they should be happy that it did or sad that it did or offended that it did. And three, the men who try to come forward and get nowhere and four, the very small group who actually get to say their piece out loud and make some kind of wave. But that that line is an important line, and the distinction is 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 the is the difference between the outrage. And I don't think until until we can get past that particular thing, the Me Too movement may not open up to the flip side of the coin. there you have it in the words of mr jonathan crow i want to thank you so much for having this discussion with me um and for giving perspective to you know situations of mental and emotional rape um and thank you for sharing the pieces of your life you know personally about your mom and your grandma and and all that wonderful stuff please tell my listeners again who you are what you do and where they can find you i am jonathan crow i do caribbean t-shirts and hoodies i am a designer of sorts if i can say that i i'm I'm always unsure if i can claim that but yeah that that is my company and um i think i am (laughs) able to to chime in on this just from the perspective of somebody who grew around grew up around mental health practitioners and not that that makes me uniquely qualified but just close enough to be able to say ah that sounds wrong Yes. And if anyone is interested in getting in contact with you, they can find you on your social media at Mr. Jonathan Crow on Twitter and Instagram. Yep, that's and me. And if you're going to purchase your product, what is your website? Website is by the very same name, mrjonathancrow.com. Perfect. And of course, I'm going to include all of Jonathan's links um, in the write-up for this particular episode. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another 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 great episode of the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast. Um, Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening in. If you have any feedback or anything that you'd like to say, any insight that you'd like to give or questions that you have to ask, you can reach me at the Pum Pum Chronicles at gmail.com. And of course, you can hit the call in line, which is 320-270-1086. This is AJ Badass Jones. I am the host of the Pum Pum Chronicles. Y'all stay blessed, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,
some nights be better with you It's a hope we Just how we do it, do it, do it Yeah, that's just how we do it Do it, do it You like it, what I do Do it, do it, do it Know how to keep it cool